welcome to That Rooted Feeling Podcast, where I bring you high value health information and practical tips to help you improve your lifestyle habits with a focus on plant-centered nutrition so you can achieve optimal wellness that radiates into and improves all aspects of your life, giving you that rooted feeling that you won't know until you have it. Welcome back to another week and another episode of That Rooted Feeling. I'm your host, Dr. Brooke Stubbs. I'm a double board certified physician in both lifestyle and internal medicine. I have a master's degree in nutrition. And the purpose of this podcast really is to provide the general education, knowledge, practical tips around how to live a healthier lifestyle that will give you a really deep sense of well-being. It will reduce your risk of chronic disease, improve your energy, help you live longer. And once you get there, there is this palpable sense of well-being that you achieve. And it's really better than anything you've ever felt. You, you really don't know it till you get there. So once you have that rooted feeling, you know about it. And I want that for you. I've been through that journey and it's very profound. Today on the podcast, we are going to talk about muscle resistance training, strength training. And when we talk about resistance training, it can have different endpoints for us. It can build our muscle strength, right? We can be stronger. It can also build the volume of the muscle so we can be more toned. We can look more muscular. And so recently in June of 2023, just this year, the British Journal of Sports Medicine published a network meta-analysis. So a meta-analysis is when they take data from a bunch of different studies on the same subject And they compile the data to make assumptions about general recommendations on the data, right? So it it brings together more strength in these studies, right? If you have a study that has less people in it, then you combine it with other studies. You build more strength in the findings of that study. And it this particular one isn't just like a paired meta-analysis where we're looking at two variables. It compared about 12 different treatment variables to one control, which is really nice, I think, because in the sports science, in the nutritional, in the fitness world, there's so many different modalities out there that can help us. And so it's nice to look at a few variables in regression to see what is most beneficial. And this can help guide trainers or help guide, you know, fitness coaches or health coaches. and it really does help to have different outcomes, to look at different things. So you can say to yourself, what am I really trying to accomplish here? And is what I'm doing focused on those outcomes? So in looking at this meta-analysis, when strength was considered the primary outcome, they looked at 178 studies. There were 5,097 subjects included in this meta-analysis. And they showed that of 12 different variable, what they call resistance training prescriptions, that the load, the amount of weight that people were lifting was primarily the variable that improved strength. 
So they looked at it in three different ways. They looked at the load, meaning the amount of weight that you were carrying, and they measured that in two uh, different segments. So it was either high load or low load. A high load was defined as 80% or more of your single repetition max. So when you're in the gym, your single repetition max is the amount of weight that you can lift on one repetition and no more. You would have to be very well trained athletically to know that. So basically what we need to just mention here is this is a lot of weight. 80% of that, that's a lot of weight to be carrying, right? You want to make sure you're doing this with a trainer. You want to make sure you have great form. These things can be very dangerous for your body if you don't have the right modality in place, if you're not taking care of your spine or your bones, right? And you're making sure that you're minimizing injury. So this is very, very high. So this builds strength. And it didn't matter how many sets, multiple sets might have been a little bit better than single sets, but it didn't matter overall so much the sets. And it was more advantageous to do this three times a week to build muscle strength. Now, on the flip side, when they looked at hypertrophy or the volume of muscle, the building of tone, right, where you can see more muscle mass, that was 119 studies that included that primary outcome. And there were about 3,364 participants in all of these studies combined. And I just want to mention in both of these primary outcomes, Women made up about half of the cohorts. The first, for strength, it was about 45%. For hypertrophy, it's 47 So back to hypertrophy. So for these 3,364 participants, they found that more reps, more sets of repetition were more advantageous for hypertrophy. So it didn't matter so much if you had a high load or a low load, and remember, high load is 80% or more of your single repetition maximum, a low load was just 80% or less of your single repetition maximum. We don't really know, based on the information provided in the meta-analysis, how close were they to that 80%? It doesn't say, right? But what we can assume is that these are much more feasible repetitions for the body. And, you know, is that five pounds or is that 20 pounds? Is that, you know, uh, just under that 80% or is that, you know, just resistance bands? I really think that this study, we could find value for having more of that information focused. But by and large, the amount of weight didn't matter as much as the multi-set repetition and particularly two days a week. It didn't matter if it was three days or one day, but we found a difference in the hypertrophy of the muscle when these workouts were done. These strength resistance training prescriptions were done twice a week, okay? And these are compared to all models. So all variants were compared. In the study, they go so far as to mention that the only variable, the only variant of exercise that contributed zero chance of hypertrophy or strength was no exercise at all, or what really was defined as no resistance training prescription. So it seems you could do a low load with low sets 
only one day a week and still see some strength and some hypertrophy. So that goes back to my initial point about exercise. You just have to move your body to receive any benefit. There's no minimum to receiving a benefit. So that's one thing I want to point out. But if you have particular goals, maybe you're like me. I don't need to be super strong because I have a very strong husband and I can, you know, hire movers. I want to be strong enough and I would love to have some muscular tone for my physique. Maybe more reps is more beneficial to me than having higher weight. We know that lifting heavy weights can put some stress on the bones and can create some bone density, which is really important for women heading into perimenopause as we're losing our estrogen. So it has other benefits. I'm not saying that if you just want to be toned, you know, then do multiple sets at low weights. It depends on what you're working on. And each of these things are going to have their own benefits. One thing that I really liked about this study is that they looked at it with different analyses, threshold analysis, a sensitivity analysis, and they showed the same results, that multiple sets was helpful for hypertrophy and that higher loads were helpful for strength. Now, do I know how they measured hypertrophy or strength? No, but we do know that all of the results that were included were in healthy individuals over 18 years old. If they had comorbidities, the people were excluded from this meta-analysis. We also know that all the results they included were statistically significant by p-value and by credibility interval. So that's a little different than confidence interval, which I'm used to, so it might be a little more nuanced. But for the purposes of this discussion, everything that was included in the meta-analysis was statistically significant in test results. All of these came from randomized controlled trial. They weren't high as gold standard because you can't double blind for this, right? When you have a double blinded randomized control trial, you can then remove the bias of, you know, not being blinded. But if you're working out, you can't be blinded to the fact that you're working out and you're in a study and somebody's going to measure, you know, your strength or your muscle mass. So that does present some bias. But in studying this, you have to have that, you know, a little bit of bias because blinding, like I said, is not feasible. So a few things I glean from this and want to recommend to you. If this is of interest to you, and I think it should be because we lose muscle mass as we age and we want to maintain it, we want to live long, we want to be functional, I would get a scale, a smart scale that has electrodes that will measure your different masses, right? So your fat percentage, your visceral fat percentage, your obviously your weight, but then your muscle mass, the skeletal muscle rate, uh, and your bone mass so that you have an idea of the trend. Are you, you know, maybe totally abnormal, very low or very high in one of these things? And can you start to trend in the right direction? And we can't really control anything that we aren't measuring. And we know that people, women particularly, who weigh themselves every day tend not to gain weight, which is a goal, right? So when we're measuring things, we can control them better. And so I recommend that for sure. These smart scales are not expensive to get. You can get them on Amazon for about $20. I'll link one here, the one that we use in our office. It's similar to the one I use at 
home for myself. It's not very expensive. And then I just want to say, too, that exercise is not one size fits all, right? We have different goals when we move through exercise. If your goal is to be strong, lift heavy, and lift three days a week. And if your goal is to be toned, then you need two days a week of multiple sets. And it doesn't have to be so heavy. It actually probably shouldn't be as heavy if you can't get through multiple sets, right? And then if you are working out for endurance, cardio, particularly in that moderate zone two range where you can still have like a little bit of a conversation, that's going to be great for long-term endurance. That's not for sprinting, but long-term endurance. For longevity, you also have to incorporate balance and flexibility and joint mobility and all of that stuff. So things like yoga and Pilates and stretching, those are all fabulous things to incorporate with these other goals. And you should have any goal you choose, anything you want, you should make it intentional and work towards it. And whatever that is, you need to choose something that you can be consistent with because you're not going to see results overnight, right? We're talking two and three times a week for strength training. And if you're dreading it, you're not going to get to do it. If you haven't put it in your routine in a way that's conducive to your lifestyle, it's not going to get done. And you're not going to see these gains in one to two months, right? You need to be consistent over several months, years even, to really see the results you might be looking for. And for overall health, again, just move your body. There is no minimum to start receiving the health benefit. But again, consistency is good for that too, right? If you stop working out for a week or two, those muscles are going to atrophy your cardiovascular endurance is going to go down. The elasticity of your vessels is going to go down, right? So if you can just be consistent, if you can just move, and then always, 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 if you are doing something healthy for your body, whether that's working out or whether that's anything else, meditation or eating well, make that mental receipt so that your mind tells your body that what we are doing is beneficial and your body responds accordingly. And I know that sounds silly, but it is true that our mindset and the mental receipt we make around these things helps our body to fall in line. I've told you about this study. I love it. I'll say it again. If you know what you're doing is healthy, like the housekeeping staff that was told that their work, their jobs, vacuuming, changing bed sheets, and climbing up the stairs was good for their health, those vitals in that group changed. They improved their blood pressure, their weight, their waist circumference. And on the flip side, the ones that were told they needed to do more in terms of exercise not only didn't exercise more, but didn't get the same health benefits from the work they were already doing. So whatever you're doing, Find the health in it, right? Make that mental receipt. Feel healthy as you're doing it and just get moving. I hope that this was beneficial. I know I learned a lot in reviewing this study. If you liked this podcast, 
please subscribe, tell a friend, and leave us a five-star review. If you'd like to work with me personally, you can visit rootedfem.com to request an appointment. I can't give medical advice to anybody outside Texas or Kentucky at this time. That's where I'm licensed, but I can do health coaching for anyone. So I'm happy to set up a consultation with you if that's something you're interested in. If you want to follow me on Instagram, my handle is brookiestubbsmd. I'm also on TikTok under the same handle. And I hope to see you here again next week.